April showers bring Mayflowers, but what do Mayflowers bring? A special offer from the DSR Network. For the month of May, become a member and receive 20% off a monthly or annual membership. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, exclusive bonus content, our evening members-only newsletter, and an invitation to continue the conversation via our members-only Slack community. This offer won't last, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code MAYFLOWERS, one word, to receive your discount. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code MAYFLOWERS. Thank you for your support. It's May 12th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Reuters reports that former Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan arrived at an Islamabad court on Friday under heavy security cover as his supporters clashed with police elsewhere in the city, broadcaster GOTV reported. His arrest earlier this week, which sparked deadly unrest in the nuclear-armed nation, was ruled invalid and unlawful by the Supreme Court on Thursday. The top court ordered him to appear before the Islamabad High Court for a hearing on his petition challenging the anti-corruption action against him. Nearly 2,000 people have been arrested for violence since Khan's detention on Tuesday, and at least eight have been killed. Khan was arrested a day after the powerful military rebuked him for repeatedly accusing a senior officer of trying to engineer his assassination and the former armed forces chief of being behind his removal from power last year. The BBC reports that Ukraine says it has recaptured ground in Bakhmut, a rare advance after months of grinding Russian gains in the eastern city. Deputy Defense Minister Hanna Malyar said Ukrainian forces advanced 1.2 miles in a week. The claims signal a momentum shift in Bakhmut, but more widely, there is no clear evidence of the much-anticipated Ukrainian counteroffensive. Russia has denied reports of Ukrainian gains after claims from both sides. The individual declarations on Telegram about a breakthrough on several points on the front line do not correspond to reality, Russia's defense ministry said. The general situation in the special military operations zone is under control, it added, using Russia's term for the invasion. Describing the real situation over the past week, Ms. Malyar claimed Russia suffered significant troop losses as Ukraine gained two kilometers without losing any positions. According to reporting by NPR, for the past two decades, Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has dominated his country's politics. He's been a key and contentious player on the world stage, and he's steadily tightened his grip on power in ways that have weakened the country's democracy. Now his bid for another five-year term faces a stiff challenge, with voters going to the polls this Sunday. Erdogan has lost support as his country is mired in an economic crisis and his government faces criticism for its slow response to the massive damage from earthquakes in February. Polls show a tight race between Erdogan and his main challenger, 
Kamal Kalik Daralu. If no candidate gets more than 50% of the vote on Sunday, there will be a second round May 28th. At stake is the direction of a pivotal country of 85 million people, and some argue the fate of its democracy. Elsewhere, Politico reports that an EU effort to close loopholes that allow Russian oil to flow into the European Union is finding broad support from member countries, officials and diplomats have said. Representatives from the 27 member countries met Thursday to discuss technical aspects of the 11th package of sanctions against Russia, a response to Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. According to three people with knowledge of the talks, there is currently no major opposition to stepping up enforcement of existing energy embargoes, even from countries believed to be benefiting from undeclared imports of Russian crude. A draft version of the European Commission's proposals for the sanctions package seen by Politico this week would bar vessels covertly carrying Russian crude from the bloc's ports. Russia doesn't have enough ships to carry its oil, so it is forced to use third-country tankers to move its oil. Much of that fleet is thought to be Greek-owned, according to an analysis by S&P Global. Some ships are turning off their transponders and GPS to avoid being found out, said the draft sanctions measure. According to the Washington Post, the Biden administration Thursday vowed that its border strategy would succeed over time, despite a record influx of migrants across the U.S.-Mexico border, as it lifts pandemic-era measures and overcrowding worsens in government facilities. Illegal border crossings have topped 10,000 per day this week, the highest levels ever as the Title 42 border policy expired at 11.59 p.m. on Thursday. Thousands of migrants forded the Rio Grande into the Brownsville, Texas area or arrived elsewhere, including more than 800 miles away on the dusty strip of U.S. land between riverbanks and the border wall east of downtown El Paso. For the past three years, U.S. border agents have used pandemic-related rules launched during the Trump administration to summarily expel border crossers to Mexico or their home countries. The Biden administration is replacing Title 42 pandemic measures with a new emergency policy that will make it easier for authorities to deport asylum seekers who cross illegally while expanding opportunities for migrants to apply to reach the United States legally. The AP reports that a day after New York Representative George Santos pleaded not guilty to charges in the United States, he signed an agreement Thursday with public prosecutors in Brazil to avoid prosecution for forging two stolen checks in 2008. What would have been the start of a case ended today, Santos' lawyer in Brazil Johnny Mar Vasconcelos told the Associated Press in a text message, As such, my client is no longer the subject of any case in Brazil. Asked about the details of the non-prosecution agreement, Vasconcelos demurred, citing the fact that the case proceeded under seal. The Public Prosecutor's Office of Rio de Janeiro also declined to comment when contacted by the AP. In lighter news from the UPI, The world's oldest dog, a Portugal canine named Bobby, is celebrating his milestone 31st birthday on Thursday. 
Bobby, born May 11, 1992, was named the world's oldest dog living and oldest dog ever by Guinness World Records earlier this year. Bobby has lived in the village of Conquieros with his owner, Lionel Costa, for his entire life. Costa said a party is being held Saturday to celebrate Bobby's 31st birthday. He said the party will feature more than 100 guests, including fans flying in from other countries. Costa, who was eight years old when Bobby was born, said he sees the dog as a link to the previous generations of his family. If you have a strange but true story that you'd like to share, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. The stories should come from a reputable news source and be verifiable. If we use the story, we'll include a shout-out to the person who sent it. That's all the news I have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune in to our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.